Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. Ah, hi, George. Yeah, well, well, I don't actually should. I don't know if I should be talking. I mean, who's going to yell at me? The win- the winner from a couple years ago lives in New York. <laughs> uh, I auto-filled the um, Philly's Funniest thing, and it auto-filled my address in New Jersey. And I didn't get my time. I don't think anyone got their dates up until recently. So... I got an email maybe like two days ago saying you need to provide us with a Philadelphia area address or you will not be eligible to join Philly's Funniest. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, yeah, I was like, cool. I'll put uh, I'll put my roommate's address because I I can crash there. They've always had a couch open for me if I need to. That'll be just my address. And I lived there for four years and never got a chance to do it. I feel like out of a lot of people. I may have right to at least enter i'm not gonna win i have no intention of winning i have intentions of getting a tape <laughs> i have Those are my intentions. i have no <laughs> intentions and i regret signing up i don't even want the tape <laughs> i got better tapes uh, there's nothing so yeah, in this so for I, me <laughs> so the uh, Philly's funniest season has officially started listeners for those who don't know they're outside of Philadelphia area it is a way for helium to get hundreds of dollars in $25 submission funds and uh and maybe we spend more money to get tapes and hang out with our friends it's uh it's the only pay to be booked situation I've ever in however the first year our guest did it uh he got fairly far into the competition his like first year stand-up we have him back ladies and gentlemen it's Sean Nelms. Hello, hello. I Who? watched that tape and it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I watched that recently because I was looking for tapes for uh, to send to Magoobies, and uh, I am holding a micro. I can't. I can't even make it through it. I'm holding the microphone with both hands, and it's like up high. <laughs> like it's up by my nose. It's like really. I'm like sad. I remember this. I remember this tape vividly. I remember the show vividly because uh, you were holding on for dear life. Like you were funny. It was working. You got very far into the competition, uh, but you would always hold the mic like it was like the ending of Twister and you just tied your belt around that <laughs> pipe of the <laughs> like you're just like. <laughs> but I also remember that vividly because I brought a Tinder date to yes. see my friend Sean Nelms yes. do stand up. Oh my god. <laughs> you had to explain to her, like, no, don't worry, don't worry. He doesn't always choke a microphone. <laughs> yeah. I just I, thought, hey, what a fun date idea. And then I think we went on like two more dates. We made out hard. She was like, here's is my door. Thanks so much. And it was like a very intense, passionate kiss. And I was like, Neato, thanks so much. And I and I walked away. And uh and then she texted me later that night and was like, I think we're good. We don't need to hang out anymore. Well, the good news is like despite like you probably being awesome at making out like if she, so saw, if she saw everybody if she went to that show chances are she saw some of the worst comedy she's ever seen and uh you know when she would go to see you wouldn't be so bad exactly <laughs> wasn't ll cool jew on that show yes uh, <laughs> one, of them, one, of, one of the rounds 
LL Cool Jew is a Philly staple, and I hope he shows up every year. <laughs> like, people have waited <laughs> for the return that, of LL Cool Jew. That's how not excited or into this year I am. I haven't even looked to see who, like, the weird names are. And that, that's usually the first thing I, I do. I haven't seen any weird names, yeah. to be honest. From the skim that I did to just see, like, where my friends were. <laughs> I didn't see any like weirdo stage names, nothing like the wonderful or, or, you know, like maybe they filtered that out. Maybe because I have like comfy cozy was a guy who was on the show last year and he wore a, he wore a robe. I I had to make fun of him. I had to make fun of him. Wasting my time. You're not supposed to make fun of him, but you know, it was, no, but I remember that on that tape where at the very end of the thing, you were like, a joke didn't work out. It was like, oh, man, maybe I should have worn a fucking robe. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, like, it catches the crowd off guard. Yeah. Uh, man, and Philly's Funniest is the weirdest season, man. It is. It is a weird time of year. <laughs> yeah, everybody gets like really anxious and no fun to talk to. <laughs> It's yeah. Great. Oh, it's immediately. Immediately. I have I have never signed up for this competition until this year. And immediately as that email came through, I have had a sinking feeling in my stomach the entire time. Why? Well, dude, there should be no pressure. You haven't really even done stand up, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, George, like, when when you don't move on by the end of the first round, three months later, you won't have even been remembered. It'll be fine. That's true. That's true. That's true. It's 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 the weirdest thing where it was this immediate I need to I need to prepare. <laughs> yeah. Like luckily luckily there is a showcase that I have asked to hop on tomorrow. So I get one good set in before this happens. Should say for the listeners, if you're listening right away, this is happening tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I am I I will be on set. Hey, if you're in the area, <laughs> I'll comp you in. If you listen to this the second it comes out, I will probably still have a comp for you. What, what time is it? You have the seven o'clock? I have the seven o'clock first day of the show. So I'm happy for you. So listeners, seven Thanks. o'clock on what is that, the twenty fourth? I know it's next Tuesday. <laughs> yep. Seven o'clock yep. on the twenty fourth. If you if you beat that, go see George. <laughs> go see my go see my boy. Vote him number George. one. Make him have to do it again. yeah i'm like that guy uh who was um on that chinese big brother that was like his whole character yeah he just kept on begging people to vote him (laughs) off out of the house and people were like we love his attitude keep him (laughs) (laughs) they would give him immunity and he'd be like i just want to (laughs) leave this level of honesty we we just never see it here Perfect. Well, Sean, you're back for round two. Thank you so much uh, for coming back to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, we figured we'd give you a real a real episode this time around. How how are you since the last time we talked? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, I just had to do baby stuff for the last hour and a half, so my mind is kind of. So does your life be since since having a child? Does your life segment into like? Sean shit, work shit, baby shit. And those are just like different parts of your schedule or is it? Yeah, it's compartmentalized like that. But it's also like sometimes like you don't want the smelly kid. Like you're like, all right, I got to I'm going to give a bath every other day. And then you're like, whoa, he stinks. Like you pick him up from daycare and you're like, 
he could be the smelly kid in class like that. It's the parents fault when that happens. Yeah, I was yeah. a smelly kid. Were you? Was I was I was a super <laughs> smelly teenager. Oh, I would wear I would wear well, like the same fault. clothes. Teenager. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it was it was mix of depression and my mom being like the businesswoman that she really wasn't around. And that sounds sadder than it is, but like my mom super prioritized her business. So there was many a time where it was the like one of my other friends' moms waited around an hour so my mom could pick me up from school. <laughs> like oh wow. It was that is oh, yeah, was like, I was just yeah. trying to do light banter. No, no, no. <laughs> this is feel feelings. Uh so like I would just like, you know, wear the same clothes every day. I wear the same pair of like Dickies work pants every day for seventh grade. I don't think they washed once. Uh it was it was gross. I was a gross kid. Anyone anyone listening from my youth know that I was like I put Elmer's glue in my hair to spike up my mohawk, just anything to make it go. Anyone listening yeah, from when George gross. was a kid, I just want you to know that I appreciate you listening to the Smelly Kids podcast. <laughs> I was friendly. People liked me. I was just the smelly kid. <laughs> Wild. We had one of them. We had a, a guy with dreadlocks. White dude. Yeah. He played the violin. Yep. And, you know, I and like I definitely pictured a white guy. You didn't have to <laughs> like you said dreadlocks, and I was like, that's a white guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, also if you picture my fa- I went to Unami Middle School in Bucks County. Like <laughs> it was a white guy with dreadlocks. Of course there was. I my one of my best friends in middle school was the white kid with dreadlocks. His name was Jimmy. He played bass. He was in all my bands for a while. Uh, Just like the white dude with dreadlocks, man. They did he play bass, bass before he had dreads, or did he go the other way? He's like, I got dreads. No, so no. I got some he, he played. He played. He played bass before the dreads. He played oh, wow. bass, and then he learned. Uh, and then he learned about like Jacko Pistorius and and like got really into like crazy bass. And that's when the dreads came in. I wrote a paper about that guy once. Yeah, I don't remember anything about him. <laughs> I don't know. But I passed that paper 100 percent. I still remember it. I'm like, I don't Not know. Bad. There it I, is. I Googled <laughs> bassist and then wrote a paper. <laughs> <laughs> I was very good well, at school. Well, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's uh, let's spin this wheel and see what we are talking about. Uh, intern, oh, this is weird. This um, uh, all right. Well, you describe it. And then we can figure out what we want to do about it. We've we've gone on a line, which has never happened before because this is a non-functioning fictional wheel. But we've land on a line in between two emotions. Can we? Let's just spin it again. Yeah, let's, let's just, just go spin again. it again to see what happens. Yeah, let's just spin it again. In turn, in, in turn, can't believe they left. They. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst fucking intern. We got to fire David Feinberg. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So that, it, uh, uh, and it happened again on the same spot. Well, I guess I let's guess just, we'll just have to let's do, just do it. We haven't done two in a long time. 
Yeah, it's not since the beginning days of the show. So it's like a hundred episodes. And one of our emotions. Too. Let's do it. We got sprightly and neutral. For for what reason they're next to each other on the wheel, I have no idea. But <laughs> the wheel where no, we doesn't are. know. The wheel the wheel is just the wheel. It's, they're they're not. I I always assumed they were alphabetical order on there, but I I guess I never looked that closely. It's kind of kind of crazy that they're all random, and then we randomize it even more. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. We found this wheel in an ancient temple in the woods. It's beautiful. Well, that, Thank that, you. That part's not that weird to me. I'm always going looking for cursed objects. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, so Sean, which one? Uh, let's do uh, let's do neutral first. What makes you feel neutral? That's good because I don't know how to pronounce the other one. So let's start with neutral. <laughs> um, neutral. Let's see neutral. Well. All right, let me, you tell me if this is okay. I have a thing. Neutral is basically my entire philosophy on life. Like okay. that, that idea of like personal karma. Okay. Like, um, I don't necessarily believe in karma, but I believe in the system you create in your head where you're like, ah, all right. Yeah, I, I think I have more of an instant karma thing than actual karma of like, People are going to see this, so uh, let's do the good thing. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's I, called Catholic guilt. <laughs> no, that's Catholic. good. Like, <laughs> that's, be- that's a beautiful way to be. I, I think um, mine's even selfish. Mine's not even like from that perspective. Mine is more from the perspective of like, have you ever seen that episode of Seinfeld where Jerry throws a $20 bill out the window? And he's like, it's going to come back. (laughs) His idea of like, it all evens out, like even Steven, like he'll find $20 later in his pocket, like in his, in like a wash period. That's kind of brilliant. I don't mind that idea of philosophy of just like, like it is, it is very, from what I gather, I'm not a big Star Wars person, but I imagine that is what they say the force is like, because the force is just balance. It's yeah. that like in order, like absolute evil and absolute good, that is what keeps the scales balanced. Right. But I'm telling you, I'm aware that it's made up. And I just like <laughs> go with this. Like I just like justify things like perfect example. I ordered these pants on the Internet, which don't do that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I got because I'm at this point now where I'm getting fatter and I'm I and I've still have not accepted that. Anyway, cool. these pants don't fit. I got a nice beer gut going, and I uh, but sending them back is like a bitch. Basically, it's like a whole thing, and so it cost me like ninety bucks these pants. Wow! And I'm like, fuck! I'm just gonna give them to my friend or something like that. But then I was like, oh yeah, a couple months ago, I won a hundred dollars in a March Madness pool oh, so you you won ten dollars in a march madness pool and ninety dollars of pants right right so it's like in a way i'm like oh like yeah so like i'll if anything like shitty happens or even good like the other way too i'll just find another it's usually with money i think but i'll find another like thing that happened in the recent realm of expense and uh i'll neutralize it You've neutralized. It. <laughs> neutralized. It. <laughs> you know what? I've never t- heard the emotion neutral <laughs> and thought to neutralize it. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> 
pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Target <laughs> neutralized. <laughs> neutralized. Fuck it. These pants are neutralized. neutralized. No, that's honestly a fairly decent way of thinking about it. I can see how it could get people in trouble, but yeah, I think your approach to it is is more of the eh, there are worse things. You know, it's the the way to stay neutral is sort of let it roll off your back and be like, I could be upset about this. I could be the person that's super upset about this. But instead, I got some good, I got some bad. It's all it's all mellow yellow in the middle. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah like I, I think that's a great approach. Thank you. Yeah, because I mean I I mean and I'm but the whole time I'm like very aware that it's not correct. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? The whole, but I'm like, it's just, I'm like, I'm like, just kind of lazy about sh- like fixing things like that. Well, see, those yeah. are the I things where like, if you had put in like that extra little bit of effort to go get jeans from a store and try them on, you would have had a hundred dollars and a pair of pants that work. So like. To, yeah. to balance them against each other kind of helps emotionally, but you could have had both positives, so it's like a false balance. 100%, yes. It's a, yeah, you're li- <laughs> I'm lying to myself is what I mean by neutral. Yeah. <laughs> but like up here in my little pea brain. As long as it works, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, like, you breathe and you're walking, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> it's like... It's like eating shit. Like you go to five open mics. It actually used to happen to me all the time um, when I was using two hands to hold the microphone. Uh, <laughs> still happens. None of them survived. <laughs> but like I would eat shit all week. I would do like eight mics, nine mics, eat shit all week. And then I would do a comedy sports show on a Saturday with a real crowd. And you, that show just always works. And then you get like a boost and that whole week is now washed away and you're like ready to reset and restart. Like you're back to neutral, like on Monday or Sunday going to Fergie's. Like, you know what I mean? I also so, like that the way you describe your life in comedy is you start neutral and then you go deeper into the red <laughs> as the week goes. Like this is fucking awful. And you're not even trying to hit the high. You're just like, I'm just trying to level out again. It's the same thing with the pants. If you had put in the work and succeeded, you would have had both. <laughs> I would have both. Yeah. I, I talk about it a lot, but there is this great, Mark Marin joke slash quote because both of them work because he said uh, them out he's, loud because <laughs> he said no but it's I just mean that like you can either say it as something very profound or you can see the humor in it but both are work there's and cats in my garage <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what he sounds yeah, like that's it. what uh Lock the gates. So, <laughs> I uh, he 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 said that like if I don't uh, if I don't prepare or no if I prepare for something and it doesn't work out then I'm just absolutely gutted like oh man I tried so hard and I got nothing out of it mm-hmm. but if I don't prepare that much and I do really good I'm the fucking greatest like I didn't even prepare that much but if I didn't prepare and it went bad. I get. I didn't prepare. Is that your approach to first round Philly funniest? Yeah, yeah. It's genuine, like, but it's it's something that I my approach to a lot of things where it's probably yeah. not the best for me. But if listen, if if I fucking knock it out of the park, 
hell yeah, I, I do deserve to be here because I've got at least a little bit of knowledge kicking around in my, in my brain that I know how to handle the situation. And if I do terrible, they're like, well, I don't have time. I don't have time to yeah. practice. They put me what on the first day. What else could I have Whatever. done? Yeah, exactly. Like, I can only do so much. I love and, that. I mean, it's the same, same kind of same idea where you're just like yeah. knowingly blinding yourself to a bad habit. I mean, even that quote <laughs> is ignoring how much time and effort he puts into like every single one of his jokes. They're like, just because he's not literally writing it down doesn't mean he's not preparing the jokes. So like, yeah, it's just convincing yourself that it's OK to fail and it it's OK to fail. <laughs> like it just is. Yeah. Like, sure, you may not have sat down and worked out all your jokes through pen and paper and written out a set and knew every segue and every line and even like caught off a couple quips and were like natural on stage and you could work it out to an inch of its life. Or, you know, all this stuff, you have confidence in your stuff and you just accept that like, I'll get to these eventually and maybe scribbly here and there but that's where kind of the fun comes in and the organicness of it comes in <laughs> organicness uh, organicness coming soon <laughs> to, uh, uh, <laughs> to whole foods near you to um, neutralize the organicness <laughs> <laughs> but plastic. in doing so like you disregard the years of learning how to do performance learning how to write a joke sitting and doing the time and that like like you're saying like it doesn't acknowledge the work put in over the course of years it is two it's a two-parter when it comes maybe we don't need to talk about stand-up this much but there's two things well, there like <laughs> I mean, george is about to do it again <laughs> don't, yeah, yeah if you can explain to me how to do stand-up sean i actually really need this all right don't shake the host's hand okay no, <laughs> step one they fist bump punch him <laughs> yeah right to the gut talk about how good you are in the green room okay <laughs> okay yeah. uh but like those are two different muscles so like in stand-up you can fall in a trap where you're like I'm just working on my fucking crowd work, stage presence, improv skills up. All, you know, if you don't, you can get away with not writing if you like are working on that. And and by get away, like, you know, barely, you can convince yourself that you're working on, on that part of the, you know, craft. Mm -hmm. But then you can also spend all day writing and then you go up on stage and you've never said them out loud. So now you're scared and now your stage presence is down or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about open micers, not like actual real comics. Yeah, but there is a for form of working it out and yeah. to working it out well and also having an audience that understands that you are working it out. Yeah. We're like, oh my God, like to have the confidence to try something on stage during a performance and it failing and knowing like, eh, something new and you move on is the difference between someone that's just starting out and someone that's had it beaten out of them for years. Well, yeah, that's the, where you throw out that classic, like, okay, not going to do that one again. And the crowd's yeah. like, oh, yeah, he's aware he's bad. He gets it. He he's knows. aware that it wasn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then the I next time I get those lines. Yeah. <laughs> you do. I, I mean, I, I like when, when it like comes up naturally and you have a good one that's like kind of referencing the joke that just bombed but when you have a joke that bombs all the time and the punchline is the joke you wrote about it bombing that's uh, so i'm like mm. all right just ditch the oh, joke yeah that's 
That sucks. Yeah, you that, well, that's 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 not enhancing the joke. It, you it may feels think like not because it got a laugh. Yeah, no. you think that. Oh well, I got a laugh at the end of it, warning about how bad that joke is. Like I used to do a thing where I would tell you a bad joke, and then spend the next four and a half minutes explaining to the audience why it was funny, and it was just something to do late at night at a show that like I didn't give a shit about. I was going up last anyway. And it became more of a clowning experiment. Shout out Betty Smithsonian rather the than clown. me being she loves to clown. Uh rather than it being like the joke is how bad the first joke is. It was more nothing's less funny than explaining the joke. Let's see how far I can explain the joke. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're already on Jordan, the ground. Let's, let's start comedy. Digging. That's fine, Sean. You don't have to. <laughs> My comedy is high art. <laughs> I remember the first time. It's funny you say that. I remember the first time I ever seen you do stand up. And like, I didn't understand any of your references. You're wearing a jean jacket. And I was like, <laughs> this guy is nothing like me. I don't get what he's saying. And then the very last joke was a dolphin yelling me too. And then oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, I get that, that one. A, that is an insensitive joke. <laughs> That's probably probably my most in, uh, inappropriate joke. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think it might not have been the first time you saw me do stand up, but there is a couple references where like I wore a, a, a denim jacket with like a sweaterman, like a sweaterman, Jesus, uh, like a fisherman what? sweater jacket. What would a sweaterman <laughs> be? Sweaterman is a uh, a <laughs> knitted man. <laughs> Does man it hug you? Is like that knitted. your your warmth knitted comes from the way it wraps around you. That is a sweaterman. Not <laughs> to be confused for the fleeceman. Yes, that's a fleece. It's a different thing. Yeah, that that involves lamb wool. Uh, so I was wearing like a fisherman sweater, and it was it was with Betty Smithsonian at uh, Nacho Mike. And I went, am I pulling this off the denim jacket? And I look like I look like a hipster fisherman. I look like the Kim Gordon's fisherman. And no one laughed except (laughs) who is that for in the corner? (laughs) Yeah, it was for Betty. It was for Betty. So because I never forgot it. I still have it on my phone somewhere like it's saved because I just thought it was the funniest clip of no one laughing except for Betty Smithsonian in the corner going. Sonic Youth, motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you got—you should have opened for ska bands. That was your lane. That was my lane, right? Yeah. No, no, I'm just in a ska band. <laughs> it's yeah. not too late. You can do both. Open for yourself. I can. <laughs> if if Kyle Kinane can open up for Jawbreaker, I can probably open up for Real Big Fish. Like, I could do it. I think I could do it. Yeah. Let me do it. All yeah. right, that's my All neutral right. zone. Yeah. My neutral zone is Hawaiian shirts and Vans uh, checkerboard slip-ons. That's my neutral zone. <laughs> is that, is uh, that your real thing we're going with? Yeah, we're going to talk neutral, but let's let's also talk about this next one, Sprightly, because we've talked a little bit about neutral. Uh, oh, what makes gonna, you feel... We're going to do both of his first? Is that how we're doing it? Do you want to do that way or do you want to go around, around the horn? Let's go around. Let's go I, around. I was thinking let's we come around the horn the and then and we'll come back. Sprightly. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. I'm right. fine with it. It's not my show. <laughs> no, it's Sean's show. It's always been Sean's show. I I literally because <laughs> like I because I know George so well and Dan, I don't know you as well as George. I think you're fantastic. I assume you're in charge of this operation. 
And <laughs> I don't take George seriously at all. Yeah, but it's, you uh, take seriously, and I don't want to offend your show. I, I I do want to give him credit for the past month. He's booked the whole thing, which has been great. A lot of a lot of time and effort off of my shoulders. He's done a great job, uh-huh. and I cannot wait to start Thank booking you. the show again. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me friend of the show alex yang wants to come back so i may be booking one more and then it's all yours yeah it's all from the sean elms universe of fucking his weird listen the sean elms extended cinematic universe is a, yeah. is a fine well to pull from because it's just a it. lot of them aren't comedians or they've already been on the show yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes we, we've already had three uh, not counting you Let's let's just keep going. We can get we can get Jared on here. Why not? <laughs> I love Jared. I do too. He's awesome. <laughs> and you should come on in character as Fat Juicy because That'd you be got great. some purple suits, man. No, I was gonna Yo, say you should come like... on as the uh, shrimp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yo, what's Our up, guys? This week is shrimp. shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, for, those, for those listening at home that don't know uh the, the the jared little the actor that portrays fat juicy also we should mention that the show just ended it was a f- great season finale i think it ended on cliffhanger there's a death i won't tell you who it is but it's it's a pretty big deal somebody uh somebody dies um I, I when i posted it today i promoted it by playing the song goodbye to you and made it seem like like the ending of dawson's creek where they were just like <laughs> one of these people will lose their lives <laughs> oh where'd it go <laughs> but jared little the actor that plays fat juicy in in pod lodge um for about three years now has found this this filter on on snapchat or on instagram where it just puts your face on a floating shrimp (laughs) and gives gives people life advice just like builds up their attitude like positive mental attitude shrimp pretty great I cannot tell you how many eyes are in the name. There's just a lot of eyes. I was going to tell people <laughs> to go to it, but uh, nope. Just going cross-eyed looking at how many eyes are in that profile. If, I'm sure if you type in S-H-R-I-I-I-I. Yeah, just keep come. typing eyes until the word looks like shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that... Um, all the other ones were taken. Like he had to use that many. <laughs> he just kept going one at a time, being denied. <laughs> the other shrimp life advice accounts. <laughs> George, neutral. Neutral. What I, I would say what levels me out to like a neutral zone. Um as I, I have been trying to find it lately, because I worry that neutrality and how we and how I experience it in my life isn't the healthiest form of it. Like I feel okay. the most neutral on level playing field coming out of like the three hour TV slog where you come to and you're like, I haven't even been watching TV. Oh, uh, that's Do you guys that's way, that? way below neutral for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I did it yesterday. I was off because of election day and I watched two movies and that was the thing I did a lot last year, but not, a lot in a long time now and i was just drained and i had done nothing and i felt terrible i'd say what what neutrals me out what levels me out and i'm using neutral and level out as like the same thing um is is like the hour and a half after i get home from work and i sit on the couch with the dog maybe i like doom scroll a little bit on my phone 
but there is an awakening where you look up and the sky's a little darker and maybe it's a little cooler outside and you go, oh, okay, now it's time to get up and do something like I have decompressed and I have I have neutralized. Uh, I have gone into the, the containment center of 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 my brain and sort of looked up and come to and been like, OK, we have we have settled. We've been in the isolation tank for long enough. Let's let's do what we need to do. So uh, you're neutralizing like energy and social activity. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. like your emotions. You're just like, no, let me let I me f- kind of take like a, an awake nap. Let me shut off yeah. for a while. Mm-hmm. I disassociate. Sure. My to get into my neutral zone, I need to disassociate for like an hour and a half. Um, and I think that happened because of quarantine, where we were all comedians and we all would go see each other regularly and we'd go out and hang out and do things and who mics and it would just be a constant grind. And then one day that stopped. And now I specifically remember I've talked about it on the show, going to the to the house in the Poconos to film Pod Lodge and just being so drained to be around people again, where I guess it informed the character, George St. Germain. But I like didn't mean it oh, that to character be was based on you. Yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, the only thing I needed to change was my last name because I didn't want it to be too much like me. <laughs> but like. I would do my lines and then I would go into the other room and lay down. It was and then I very would... actor. Where's my trailer vibe? <laughs> yeah. And I didn't mean it to be that way. I was just like, like Jared is a lot. Like I found that <laughs> Alex Yang was a lot and I love Alex Yang. He's the most <laughs> calm, neutral person in the world. And he would come over and be like, Hey man, how you doing? I'm like, just shut the fuck up. There's too many people. And no, I would leave. I was, ho- I was horribly mean to Alex Yang. And a lot of other people on set. And I feel terrible about it. No, wow. you weren't. It was more like, oh, he's like, I thought you were just like rest. You thought you were saving your energy. Like it didn't come off in a weird, where's my trailer way. It was like, okay. Oh, where's my trailer? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I slept most of the time. I, I genuinely, I like, I think there was one time where I walked out and went, I don't mean to say this the way it's about to come out but can you come get me when you need me <laughs> like <laughs> i thought you were gonna I tell people in... to shut up <laughs> can you please shut the fuck up can no it was just like shut your mouths <laughs> i don't want i don't want to be in the way and while this is really fun to watch the process i just i need to separate myself for a while and i've noticed that carry over and i wonder if i will get the like all right, no, we're good. Let's hang out. Like there's people and I'm not putting up a thing. I'm happy to see these people. Uh, I wonder if I'll get that back one day, but I am still in quarantine mode where like a large group of people is exhausting. Putting will, up the face. Is I will exhausting. say to your credit, a production day is not a regular social hangout. That's a 12 hour like work day. Yeah. Yeah. The, the we social stuff drinking. runs out so fast. Yeah, yeah, especially like me and Joe were running around. Like I wasn't really like, I, you know, like, but like if you go out, like don't let that hinder that particular moment hinder you go out, like going out. Like mm-hmm. you go out for two hours, no one's gonna be filming you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're not gonna have to go out for two hours again right after. Yeah, yeah. I wa- I watched that facade fall, Sean. 
when you were like, I am in work mode. I am directing and I'm acting and I've written this with my friend. And like, this is me working. This is a 12 day working. And it was two or three days, two or three 12 hour days. And on the last day of filming, essentially, we had surprised you with like a birthday cookie because it was your 30th birthday. Right, and yeah. you, you watched you watched the face change and be like, oh, right, I'm human. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's a bummer it's a, to go uh, into that into that mode. It is good like that. That I like forget all that. But like that idea of neutralizing like that, that like unwind neutralize is really nice where you're like mm. your crack of a first beer where you're like, mm. let me fucking sit down and you yeah. can truly embrace the sit. That's good mm-hmm. stuff. That is really good stuff. And that's, that's, I think where I, Dan, what about you? What's your, what's your neutral zone? What is the neutral zone? You know, I, I have a hard time with neutral, I think. Cause like, I have answers, but every one of them kind of makes me feel bad because in actuality they're positive, but I'm thinking of positive experiences as neutral. And like, that's a very weird thing that I'm realizing as I'm trying to like think of the answer. And like a lot of it's like when I, when I'm watching something on TV and like a sitcom and it's like, you know, like classic sitcom kind of thing, like friends, like that kind of sitcom. Yeah. That's like my neutral place. But it's only because it's making me happy. And I'm like, why is why is happy neutral for me? It's weird. Like happy should be beyond neutral. And then I should fall back to neutral of something else. But I don't know. I don't, it's the weird thing happening in my head right now. Well, maybe hmm. you're an exceptional person. Maybe you're so yeah. exceptional. I, you are. I just Look don't have show. a low. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the work you've done on this show. How you just allowed some kid that you were like, yeah, I could have a podcast with this person. And then slowly he fades to the background until he just sort of shows up drunk sometimes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you were. I'm, uh, the, I'm the Vince were... Neal of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which one am I? <laughs> I guess you're Tommy Lee. No, you're Nikki yeah, Six. I, I don't, Nikki Six kind of ran Nikki Six? Which one? <laughs> you're Nikki Six. You're addicted to heroin. <laughs> That's right. There we go. That's exactly it. <laughs> that biopic is hilarious. Oh my god! I, I watched that and went like, "How did they get away with some of this? Like, not even like, oh wow, what, what gnarly you... stuff, but like, gnarly. Who 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 cleared this for edit? <laughs> the Molly crew didn't read that email. No, and Hulu was just like, whatever. We can take swings. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no way anyone really cared about that. Oh man, it was crazy. All right, but so your Dan. neutral is positive, which I yeah, don't. My, I don't know. I don't think that's a bad thing, and I don't think that that's. Uh, but I think you're giving. I think you're just being too positive about neutral. Like, so when you say you're watching Friends, is it just like on, and you're only half paying attention? It's yeah. It's funny because I've literally never watched Friends. I was just blanking on that type of sitcom, but. Like Malcolm in the Middle, use that one. Yeah, actually, I do love that one. Like, it's that's a perfect one, actually, because like I throw it on and then nine episodes pass and I I got the jokes. I left sometimes, but I really couldn't tell you what happened. And like, that's my neutral. That's that's where a neutral exists. Yeah, like uh, putting yourself in an environment where you're allowed and capable of zoning out. Yeah, it's like if, if mm-hmm. I'm watching a movie that's like just OK, like. The other day we were watching uh, The Animal, Rob Schneider's The Animal, because yeah, we, 
we kept making jokes about Rob Schneider and we were like, but like, what what is Rob Schneider? So we we were rewatching some of his movies and it's it's fine. Like it's it's kind of whatever. It's of its era, but it doesn't make anything too rash or offensive in modern standards. And it's just you know throwaway silly jokes. And when it's done, it's done. You don't really take it with you. Like it was a neutral movie experience. Yeah, and it's funny that you bring up like. Um, that idea of like choosing a choosing something to watch because I think a lot of people deal with that n- neutral neutralizing that situation. I think like <laughs> you're trying to get through those two hours. You have this like block of time that you kind of need to kill, I guess, essentially. And you're like, you don't you want to take a risk. It's and weird kinda, how it's so much easier to choose those than it is something you know will be kind of polarizing one way or the other. Mm-hmm. They're like, uh, what did I just watch? Oh, I just watched The Northman. Northman, whatever. The new movie out that's all like Viking culture Vikings. and brutal. But it's like a Shakespeare, right? It's, it's, it's like basically Hamlet, yeah. Oh, it's Hamlet, okay. Or Macbeth, I forget. I get that mixed. No, it's Hamlet. They're it's Hamlet. so confusing. Yeah. Yeah, it's Hamlet. But it's, it's just a really dark and like brutal movie and like i i had to be ready to do that and i had off for election day like i was talking about so like i just had the day and i knew that like whatever mood it leaves me in i'll be able to like do something else after and be fine but on on days where like i only have time for one thing i'm not gonna pick the northman Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i totally it's heavy from what i understand Yeah, it's Viking. It's Viking Shakespeare, dude. That sounds so heavy. Yeah, it it is <laughs> nuts and like so so rough and there's like close ups on brutal murders and it is. Oh, Viking War was not a fun place to be. <laughs> no, probably some pretty cool nudity. Um, that does kind of remind me though of like what George was saying about like that Mark Maron quote. Like that even like applies to like selecting entertainment to watch that like that risk reward thing of like, and if you don't like, if you don't, if you don't take a big swing, like you won't be disappointed. So yeah, you're like, I'm, yeah, that's a lot better thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going up or down. It's like, if you have like the, the Newton's cradle thing where like the balls on the side are going nuts. If you just like stay in the middle, you never move. And like, that's, yeah. that's what I want from like a, nine o'clock at night movie choice i don't want the ones that are going to knock me around yeah yeah i'm pretty proud of that metaphor <laughs> you yeah, did i it. i uh <laughs> i can't believe you know the name of that thing i don't know why i know that <laughs> well should we take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about our second emotion sprightly Absolutely. I'm going to go refresh and come back as a little fairy person. Hee hee. Woohoo. Does anyone need anything? I'm going to run and get some water real quick. Okay. Hey, remember to cut this part out now. Nah, that was it. so funny. That was so funny. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the whole episode. I, <laughs> I meant to cut out the, like, the first like minute and a half of it, and I don't know why it didn't. But I was going to keep all of it in there. It was funny.
<laughs> just I love this silence as you know. Like I even JW texted me and was like, yo, I love where you can clearly tell where you're both just on your phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean left. What we're, we're gonna talk to each other? No. <laughs> I know. Absolutely not. We can barely back. hang out with each other in person. No funny that you got because you guys could have talked shit. You could have like you just broke your yeah. podcast character where you yeah. like it was so weird because we don't do characters at all we're just we're just heightened versions of ourselves to be entertaining and then it's just boo so yeah i wish you had done this because i would have done this song yeah, yeah, man, yeah okay, that'd I, been good. I actually don't like you that much <laughs> <laughs> also i feel like i have to keep all of that in there Hey everybody, Danny here with Plugs. You can find Sean's Pod Lodge series on the Pod Lodge YouTube page. You can find him on all the social media places if you want an easier link to it. We'll also have it in the episode notes. For George and I, you can find us at Feel Feelings Pod on the social media platforms. Definitely take a second, go follow those, and while you're at it, like, share, rate, review, whatever podcast platform you use, do whatever the thing is there. Really helps us out a lot when you do that. Also, reach out, let us know you're listening, it'd be great. You can see George doing stand-up. A thing that doesn't happen super often anymore so definitely take advantage of it when you can he'll be at philly's funniest tomorrow night that is the 24th at 7 p.m get there early so you can go vote for him my show at newtown brewing company is back on june 2nd we have a great lineup it'll be mary Vrzinski, jake matera megan getz and brandon mitchell doesn't get much better than that anywhere in the city go Go check that show out. It is free. It's a Thursday night. It's a great bar. Definitely worth your time. On the Wasted Robot side of things, go to wastedrobotrecords.com. All three albums are available for purchase there. You can also find links to all the other podcasts on the network. And that's it for the week. Back to the show. do that i'll do a fart noise with my mouth uh at uh like just randomly throughout the day fun. and it's 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 like casey's least favorite thing yeah she hates she hates this sound yeah it's not sexy yeah, it's gross I, i'm gonna part keep the part sexy. i'm gonna keep the part where nobody's talking and i'm gonna get rid of that <laughs> are, are we yeah, back i think we're back okay Welcome to the show. I hope you enjoyed those ads. Uh, we're talking sprightly. Uh, Sean, what makes you feel sprightly? Sprightly, explain to the folks at home what sprightly is. Uh, uh, full we have of to energy. invite Definition Man back? Uh, we ha- we, I mean, we, I can call him up. Do you want me to call him up? Let's do it. All right. Hey, hey, man. Yeah, I know it's been it's been a minute. Can you? Uh, yeah, it's if you wouldn't mind sprightly cool thanks he'll be right here hold on welcome back to what does it mean this week's emotion is sprightly meaning lively or full of energy wow he's tall (laughs) 
I, I like that he's so close by. I, I kind of thought for a long time that we weren't able to get him. So uh, knowing that he's close, we might need to uh, invite him back more. If you want me to. I can call him. He's on speed dial. <laughs> he's number one. And then Casey, your fiance. <laughs> yep. Yep, that's it. So that guy said energy. Yeah, it's Earth full of energy. energy. Full of energy. The, the, I, yeah, I could hear him, but barely. I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the accent. I, I think, know it's hard. I thought of this. I thought of this, which was good. <laughs> yeah, it's his um, Shakespearean uh, Viking accent that got me. <laughs> <laughs> I. I think here's here's a good sprightly. Here's some weird, the nice energy. My girlfriend was just talking to me about this because she's going on a bachelor party and they're coming in on a Thursday night, right? They're going to Chicago landing Thursday night at like eight o'clock. They'll be at the place they're staying by like nine. And it's like, she's like, do we create plans for that night or not? And I'm like, that is the best night of the entire trip. What makes me feel sprightly is like that showing that first night of a trip when you get in late, you know, like you get in, there's, you really shouldn't be going out. It's responsible to be staying in, but there's like this, like um, this, this energy you can't keep inside of you. You're just excited. There's nothing to worry about for three. You have, and it, it usually involves like, let's go to the bar. Let's, let's drink. Um, but, but that's like kind of my favorite energy is that particular. That, I've never really thought of that before, but yeah, I love that day. Like that's, that's the best. Or like you're, you have no obligations and you're about to. So like, it's the only night that has the excitement, but none of that like tension of like, I need to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's and also it's like cool. fresh off, fresh off the plane. Like you've been sitting still in the sky for hours yeah. it, it, pretty much. And so all of that has to go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great point. There's like that idea of like, you're physically ready to do something and mentally ready to do it. And the same thing's happening. Like, it doesn't even need to be like a bachelor party or, or a flying anywhere, but even like going to the shore for Memorial Day or whatever that like if you go that Thursday night or something before the weekend, it's the best one because mm -hmm. all it is is potential in front of you. There's like that excitement. You're not hung over. You're not dealing with. All you're doing is just trying to like relieve any stress from your work week or whatever it is or the drive or whatever. It's only up. I would agree. I mean, I, I don't know if I have that because I'm I'm a tired person. So like my first day on the trip, I'm just like, let's open up. Let's open up the curtain and see the view of the parking lot. You know, like that's <laughs> my <laughs> <laughs> just just wow. There's I, I my car. <laughs> yep, I am here. <laughs> I, I picture that moment, though, so often is just like you get there and it's like, oh, you want a beer? Yeah, I'll have a beer. And then. You yeah. just kind of relax. Like it's it's the only time that you can actually just like chill. Mm. Yeah. Well, I I and like I even but I'll get energy to not chill. I'll get energy to like now it's I time to go. I've now always it's had go time. like a, a like a second drinking motor. Like I'm oh I'm yeah. Somebody, I'm someone who stays up late when when I'm drinking. But like that, especially if you get somewhere like that, like a Thursday night down down the shore thing or like landing uh, you know on a trip you just have that Ooh, i shouldn't be out but i can be out there yeah 
but there's so oh it's just so fun and you feel great and i think that's kind of the big part of it is your, your body is is ready for it as well as your mind it makes sense yeah but it, it, i do think it is part of that restlessness of you have you have been stuck in things out of your control that now you have regained control of what you can and can't do like yeah. I can stand up out of this plane seat. I can go to the bathroom and not have to jump over through people. Like I can do what I want. And then that sir, culminates sir, in. Sir, put that cigarette out. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I can smoke where I want to on this public bus in this Uber. I have you can't both, stop me. I have both armrests. <laughs> I like the idea that when you fly, you only fly middle seat. <laughs> and I only smoke marble reds. On the play. <laughs> for for the listeners, he said that, and he was holding the label of the package out so we could all see it clearly. Yes, Marlboro Reds. And I only. Oh, what's smoke the fake Reds. brand? <laughs> Morley. Morley Reds is the <laughs> fake brand. They yeah, use yeah. it all the time in TV. <laughs> uh, all right, Dan. What about you? What's got you? What you got you feeling sprightly? You know, I I've actually been thinking about this one a lot. Not the emotion specifically, but the the thing. And it's the the new Kids in the Hall episodes mm. on Amazon. I was oh, watching them this I weekend, and I just had like a bounce in my step after some of it. Like it was, it was so <laughs> fun. I wanted to see them back, and like I I loved watching them grow as growing up. I, that was on all the time, and I loved it, but. In my memory, I couldn't tell you a single thing about it, but like they're just like part of the history of my television watching. The only one I distinctively remember <laughs> is is the squish your head, like because my mom head. would quote that. Yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm like all doing your head, it right now. All your I'm head is it. so thick. I'm going to squish it all. <laughs> yeah, like and like that. these are the Daves I know. Or like yeah, like that's the stuff I remember. But also because they just <laughs> repeated those lines a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, that's the one I remember. But there's so how did your sprightliness, if that's correct, neutralize? Yeah, sure. Why not? We make up uh, words all the time. <laughs> if, if uh, like, how does it compare to when you watched it as a child? Is that what it is? Is it nostalgia? I I wonder if part of it is that, but there's also just and I talked about it with uh, Detroiters a lot. So thankfully, I watched the new kids in the hall, so I wouldn't just talk about Detroiters again. But that that kind of goofy absurd silly comedy but like in a way that the jokes are clear like you don't have to work for it but it's just so dumb and silly mm-hmm. yeah like that that always kind of gives me that energy and of course i never I write to that way i don't yeah. tell jokes that are like that and i don't know why i don't but like i mean also because it's like super hard but yeah my like favorite that's, that's Detroiters like my favorite joke. brand yeah, my favorite Detroit joke, which is just silly, but it's based in the real world, where he says like a really bad joke and he pulls him aside and goes like, oh, my God, you are so funny. You should do stand up. And he goes, I'm trying <laughs> and I'm working on it. And then they like turn back to the meeting. Like, it's just it's so silly yeah. to, to like, I also love silliness where like the other person is on board. I've yeah. I've always said that like I love someone that I can sit and do a bit with and just it's only for us. It's not even an inside joke. It's yeah. just a continuous bit. Yeah, uh, and like with with kids in the hall, there's something very fun about 
everything they do. And like it, it gets weird and dark and gross, but it's always fun. And like no character they're ever playing is a real person. Like, you're not like, oh, that, that's like my uncle. Like, it's just like I've never met a single person with any of these qualities. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm like picturing the the guy dancing in the diner. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever sketch that is, like where I think it does take a turn. I, I, I think I only watched that one time. Like I think Joe Moore showed me that, but I don't, but like, I feel like that's a good place to get a lot of fun, weird sketch from the late eighties. It's just like, you go to Joe Moore and you go, Hey man, no, he taught like I took what what you, what can you show me in like 2016, I took a sketch writing class at fit and Joe Moore was my teacher. I can't imagine (laughs) there's a better teacher for that. Yeah, no, no absolutely he, not. He was unreal. Yeah, he was so good. And a lot of it was him showing new kids on the in the hall sketches. And I would I, I never seen any of that before. And it's it is fun. It's so it's so much fun. The energy of it is kind of different than the stuff yeah. you see. You know, it's, it's, it's so much different than something like this state or mad TV, where like mad TV is clearly like we are doing SNL, but we're doing it in a quirky stoner way. And then the state was the weird one. Yeah. And it's so much less weird than Kids in the Hall. Yeah. Kids in the Hall was like the new wave to the state's punk rock. Like, yeah, it's a lot of the same pieces, but there's just a little weird to it. A little more weird to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you think that the state like. What is it like Porcupine Raceway or whatever? Like the (laughs) whole musical number? Like that's weird, but is it squish your head? Yeah, it 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 doesn't just exist for the sake of existing. Like there is like a a normalness to their weird. I don't know. Hard to explain. I don't I don't care to explain other people's comedy. It's just funny. (laughs) Explain it to me as if I were a child. It's easier to explain than George's comedy because <laughs> what I have deep and uh, and thoughtful jokes about uh, Kim Deal and Kim Gordon. What I already lost me. There's a there's a kids Thank in the you. hall sketch where the uh, the guy's walking down the street and he sees a sign and it's just like come come get a suit or whatever. He tries it on and then. It goes through all of these progressions, a very normal scene. Everything's just playing out as you expect. But then he I think he's kidnapped and killed by like a fur trapper guy. Oh, no, that's what it is. The this fur trapper, like classic looking fur trapper covered in the furs with all the weapons and stuff, starts tracking him. And like everywhere he goes, this guy's like right on his heels. And then he finally gets him and he takes the suit and then you see him sell it back to the store and the store puts it back in the window. It's one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen. Oh, great. It's so great. Um, absolutely going to be watching some of this later. Just I Did don't I? care how much it costs on Amazon. I'm buying it. <laughs> yeah, I wonder where you can watch the old ones, because now that the new ones are out, the old ones have to be available somewhere. Yeah, it's got to. Does that make you like you watch that? You're feeling sprightly. You leave the house. You're oh, yeah. trying to you're trying to make jokes. You're trying to shuck a jive with some, you know, some locals, it, it, locals. It was it was weird. I definitely felt myself like excited to be creative. Like I I was watching it on Saturday and my sister was in town with her boyfriend and a friend of hers and they were staying with us and 
Friday, we just got drunk. It was all, all the plans fell through. They weren't supposed to be with us. Their plans changed. They ended up staying with us. So we were like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going out. Let's just get drunk. So hungover as I've been in a long time. I started watching this show with them and there was a sketch that they hated, which only made me like it more, where this guy is a big fan of Shakespeare and he has all these different Shakespeare books, books about Shakespeare, books by Shakespeare, all this stuff. And he's always talking to this bust of Shakespeare and he's like, I, I wish the two of uh, two of us could have been friends or whatever. And then it's like the whatever lightning strikes and overnight this Shakespeare turns into a real person. And the guy comes down and Shakespeare is just spraying blood from his arms because he's just a bust and there's no arms there. And that's the whole thing. <laughs> and then like it just keeps escalating and like his entrails are like falling out the bottom. And it is it is objectively hilarious. And they were not enjoying uh, it. And I uh, that only made me like it more. But then they had, we had, or they had, we had tickets to go to the Moody Museum. And when I woke up, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. <laughs> like, that's how hungover I was. But then I had like this adrenaline and I was like up and moving because I was like so happy to be watching. I mean, probably one, to be watching Kids in the Hall again, but also to be watching something so absurdly fun and like. Mm just intentionally gross for the sake of humor, which doesn't always work for me, but when it does, holy shit, does it work? Yeah. I love, I love the, the, the anti-joke of that. Yeah. It's it's like it's setting up a whole different thing. And then the end is just bonkers. (laughs) (laughs) It just reminds me of like, there was an anti-joke of uh, like, what would George Washington say if he were alive today? probably scream and scratch at the top of his coffin uh <laughs> like it's just it's such a simple not joke but i love it um yeah i was definitely out and like taking lots of pictures and like saving pictures so i can make jokes on instagram later with them and like making like fun little posts and things all of a sudden like my head was working in a creative way and i was like that's not hungover dan hungover dan doesn't work in creative ways at all <laughs> like no I get that energy if I have just uh, made something like the mm. same, that same energy you're talking about. Like if I'm, and I've had it since like, uh, you know, in high school editing videos and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I would, whenever you complete something, you're like, Ooh. Oh yeah. 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 No, that's, that's actually what mine was going to be with Sprightly was well, then, anytime George, I've created a song, <laughs> uh, just, you know, like that exact thing of like, doing something creative seeing its semi finished product or finished product and it filling you in a way of like oh this yeah. is this is it like i can go do i can go more like i can go quicker i can go faster it's it's the runner's high essentially of of creativity like recently the blanket and covers episode came out about damn it and i just did a half a version of damn it for the bit just because it was offhandedly mentioned uh and afterwards i like i have listened to it a bunch i'm like is this worthy of even putting out but it's good <laughs> the energy putting into I it was it. like so much fun and i love doing that of I, I remember first getting my laptop with garage band on it and sitting there and spending hours recording like i would not eat i would just 
12 hour days. It's, it's the first thing that I found that I really felt passionate about. Like it was never a chore to do, to compose and write and, and make music. I, and I love garage band style making music because it's, it's so mathematical. They're like, mm-hmm. it is just like looking at the pieces and putting them together in the right order in the right time. And I, I love doing that and having like a song as like the byproduct of math is so fun for me. Yeah. Wow, See, I'm not a big math. <laughs> I'm yeah, cool. I, like, <laughs> I, I, I wish I was better at math. Like I, I think my songs would be better if I was more mathematically brained, but I'm, I'm not, but I like the idea of thinking of these different elements to try to include. And it started with just like, the first iteration of Fight for Your Friends was I don't have a band, but I can program this all. So it was more of a Adam and his package or Motion City soundtrack style of a band where it was mostly like quickly programmed drums and synthesizers with electric guitar in the background. And the vo- vocals were recorded with a quilt over my head into the microphone on the laptop. And then as time has gone on and I've done this more and more for the past B like, days. <laughs> yeah. I would love a photo of that. <laughs> There's definitely like, one I'm of like, me. If, if, if your mom walks in the room, like while you're like that, that you're masturbating. Yeah, you're yeah, like, no, 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 I'm masturbating. No, it, no, no, no. It, I'm not singing yeah, a song. Just, no, please, please. It's just, Are I'm you exploring my body. <laughs> no, I'm a masturbating. <laughs> it's almost better this way. Um, <laughs> but like, it's come to now where like, oh man, if I play one guitar part fully on the left side and one guitar part fully on the right side and then blend them, uh, it creates this huge effect that sounds like we're playing in an arena when really it's still just in this little corner of the office, like finding certain things of like, oh, if I slow down this flanger effect on my vocal, it'll sound like I'm underwater. And that'll be just like a fun stuff. Yeah. Just like fun, weird thing to add in the bridge. And it's got, it's, it's gotten so granular. And in that, in that specificity of it all is where the sprightliness comes in of like, Oh man, this is exciting because we're just throwing stuff at a wall and seeing if it works. And at the end of the day, you have this product. When and does it may the not excitement be... hit you? When does the sprightliness hit you? During the process or right when it's finished and you get to watch it or listen it's to during, it? It's, it's during the whole process, to be honest. Like, sure, I might get frustrated in it. Like, I'm playing a bass part. I keep on fucking up the bass part. God, all right, start over. No, it's not good enough. No, it's not good enough. Just hitting the space bar, delete, start over. Hitting the space bar, delete, start over. Um, But in doing so, I'm realizing that that's what's building it up. That's what's getting the momentum and gaining the energy of like, I can get this. I know I can get this. And in doing so creates that that energy that build up that liveliness of it all is 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 the creation of it it's not uh, the finished product is the great great big finale ending but that holds on afterwards the whole build up to it is is what gets me nice i get it right when it's done but i'm not making music though like even i remember making like a video, I made like a video for like a pep rally in my high school. I was in like, when I first started video editing, it, it could be the simplest thing. It could be three clips and you put them together and now you get to watch it and you're like, whoa, 
Yeah. It does feel do you, really cool. Do you watch things over <laughs> yeah. and over again when you're done with it? Or do you just kind of like watch it two or three times to make sure it's good and then send it off? Oh, um, the idea of like choosing if it's ready is always different. But that idea <laughs> yeah. of like, yeah, and then it gets it. But well, like, I don't, I don't like, even mean if it's, if it's you're choosing that's ready. Like in my situation, I've listened to the damn it cover probably 50 times and each time yeah. i find something that i want to change on it but i also know that it's already gone it's out there it's 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 its own thing but i like listening and watching with the things that i have worked on yes i like it uh weirdly but if it's if i'm in it i don't like it i don't like to mm. watch it a lot um but if I just like have made a video on my own or whatever, like especially with like a pod lodge or something like that, let's just say it's like a perfect example is last week. I made this insane promo with a blooper that was Alex Yang, Jared Little, and Tim Foy in a bathtub singing Kid Rock. And then I put like a, made it a promo, played the Kid Rock song, whatever. Simple cut, took me 10 minutes. But that I watched a lot because I was like, oh, I just made this out of thin air, you know, mm -hmm. and that's fun. Like that's I enjoy that a lot. But like as far as like watching these like a long thing, like episodes or anything that I'm in where it's like a, like maybe you make a stand up reel or something like that. Like I don't like watching that a lot. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> oh, watching yourself do stand up sucks. I don't think I've ever watched myself. do. I have one tape recorded on a uh, <laughs> a. I, I, it's recorded on like a little brick hidden camera that we would put on the magnetic bar in the back of snappy pun because it had a magnetic base oh, and we could stick thing. it there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's my only tape and it's, you know, Nokia phone quality. I was able to make it a little oh, bit yeah. better. Yeah. I was able to make it a little bit better by adding um, the audio from my phone as its bed and sync oh, it yeah. up as best I could. Uh, so at least it wasn't distorted the entire time. Um, and that's the only tape I've ever watched myself to stand up. Everything else has been auditory and that's fine. I don't mind listening to myself. I would, we talked a little bit about it off mic where like I would walk to and from all the open mics and in between going to those open mics in Philly, I would listen to the previous set, no matter how good or bad it was and try to find something salvageable or something to keep or something to throw away. And that's where I think my comfortableness of my of watching and listening to myself came in. But I, I think the watching part is going to be difficult for me. Listening, I'm used to. I'm fine. Watching, no. <laughs> what about you, Dan? Can you listen to your sets? I I have an easier time watching than I do listening. And I don't know why. I think when I'm watching, I can put myself back in the headspace of like the performer. But when I'm listening and so often my recordings aren't very full. So like I only have my side of it. So like I'm hearing me say jokes really loud and then muffled laughter. And I'm like, this makes this sound really bad. Mm. Yeah, I get that too, where you're like, you listen, like for me now I have to drive to pretty much most open mics in baltimore so like i listen to it immediately in the car on the ride home i'm like fuck i bombed like i didn't feel like yeah. it but yeah. it's because people are looking at you and they're smiling and that's not captured in a no. and i'm not saying that doesn't mean you didn't you know did well 
but especially most recordings are open mics and yeah I, I listen to most of them and if i remember to film i'll watch it but it's just it is it's like a hurdle you have to get over it like yeah my oh, yeah. last big show was republican club and I listened, to that, <laughs> I listened to that set and went yeah good set all right sick probably probably really good really good amount of time did 10 minutes had all all the good stuff on it great listen back to it like a year later after the pandemic and everything that was a bomb i bombed that show <laughs> like there was there was no laughter there was even a dude heckling in the background that i was just trying <laughs> to ignore that that's on t- tape but like i was comfortable and that's what i attributed to success like i wasn't awkward on stage i felt good about what i said it just didn't receive a captive audience response i mean to be fair it is in like a very sad strip club yes it is it's the saddest strip club casey and her friend uh that were there that night said that they're pretty sure they got a stripper out of withdrawals because they knocked on the bathroom door and she like snapped too and sort of stumbled out of the bathroom. Oh, that's neutral. Neutral. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel terrible about that. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Let's see if the other people felt terrible on the internet. So let's let's do neutral. Got a lot of good answers for neutral. We got uh, being outside, preferably near a body of water or deep in the woods. Yeah, I can see that level. Yeah. Although deep in the woods, I'd get freaked out. I like the woods. I like uh, going on hikes and stuff if they're not hard hikes. Like if I have to bring a backpack and survival supplies, it's not a hike. If I can bring a sandwich in a fanny pack, I'll be fine. Uh, That's a hike. Um, But deep into the woods and you're alone no thanks i'm not gonna level out there near an ocean on yeah. a beach or like a lake i'm good i think they say near an ocean or in the middle of the ocean near a body of water oh much much more calming than yeah. the middle of the woods Holy open shit. water <laughs> yeah yeah it's not, i open water it the movie i was just watching this show with um Josh Brolin, that's how you say it. And he's in uh <laughs> he's in the middle of Wyoming, and like his house in the show is in the middle of this, like, you know, Wyoming farm acre, very big, no other house. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, I could never live in the middle of the woods or in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I have I have done it before. It is a nightmare. It looks unsettling. Uh, when, when when we were stuck in North Carolina, when this podcast first started, it's just me and my parents up on this mountain in North Carolina. It's a vacation mm. spot and it's March. No one's there yet. There's no one around for miles. And, you know, for a fact, in the deep woods of Appalachia, there are people that live in the woods that don't have mailboxes. They just live there. So like you'd let the dogs out at the middle of the night and they'd run up the hill barking at something. You're like, I hope they come back. Like yep. it's, it's terrifying. It's you don't know what's out there. Wild animal, human being. There's 
my mom, when she lived down there, there would be men that would just appear at her door, ring the doorbell and go, hi, ma'am, uh, we're harvesting ginseng. We would like if you would uh, allow us to harvest it off your property. If we find any, we'll cut you in because ginseng is the most expensive. Wild ginseng is like an incredibly expensive cash crop in the South. Um, what did your mom say? It's like said, copper no. in the city. No, because she knows that they yeah. didn't come up the road. They came up from the mountain behind the house. Like mountain people are a real thing that you need to be worried about in Appalachia, as well as like cryptidy shit. But like as much as I love cryptids and supernatural shit, humans are far more dangerous. Yeah, I don't want to meet any of these. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's terrifying. Uh, but Dan, continue. So, yeah, this person half wrong. Like, I think that's fair to assume. The, the body I agree with them fully. <laughs> All right, we have throwing on the Xbox or PC and losing myself in a good RPG. Cool. I like that. I think that's an MC Chris rap. <laughs> what's it? What the, what's an RPG? Role playing. Role game. playing? Oh, role my, play. My least favorite kind. Yeah. I like I don't like uh, games where I have to make choices. I want the game to tell me Oh, you succeeded in this mission. Here's your next mission. Great job. So you probably loved Ocarina of Time. Uh, no. <laughs> really? I swear. Because like the, the biggest critique I, I of that game, it. from what I'll I've heard, that. okay. I love, I the love biggest critique it. of what I've heard of that game is that like it's not an RPG in the sense that like you get to explore an open world. You just go from task to task until you finish the game. Like there's no secret portions of that game. You're just, yeah, I, I don't like having to like pick my spell, pick my spells and like level up different qualities. Like I no. cause I'm, I'm always convinced that I'm doing the wrong one. And I, I don't want to spend my whole experience reading stuff online to tell me what the right one is. So like, mm hmm. I just get bored and annoyed and just like, nah, give, give me like nine of the steps and let me do 10. Yeah. I, uh, the only thing I went that I hosted a improvised role play, which is, was like, um, improvised, uh, dungeons and dragons. Okay. So I just was like the opening, like announcements guy slash make jokes guy for five minutes. I've never eaten more shit in my life. <laughs> it was guys with, you know, video game t-shirts and stuff, you know, did not care. Yeah. My Sean, you grew up as a soccer jock turned stand-up comedian. This, right, these people will eat you alive. Soccer is the play of sports. <laughs> no, it's not. Baseball is the play of sports. I got called pussy a lot. Sure. <laughs> I would call you a foot fairy, but that's different. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> But baseball's the nerds. Sure. Dan, back me up here. As a former football player and jock, back me up here. Soccer no. is the only sport I didn't play and probably the only one I couldn't because there's not a position in soccer where you can just stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I as, was really good I, at like goalie and center and first base and catcher those were my spots yeah. and, golf and horseshoes and dark honestly yep yeah can yeah, jam <laughs> i uh, even that's as, a little listen, too active as, as a state ranked fencer and that rank was last i'm just saying <laughs> 
as a participation ranked. <laughs> I think the girl from the ring just appeared behind me. Hey, Casey. Thank you for cheese. Sean says hi. Hi, guys. I Hello. didn't. <laughs> hi, guys. Dan didn't say hi. Oh. Uh, looks My like wife. your girlfriend ruined the show this time. <laughs> she doesn't ruin anything. She's perfect in every way. George, she doesn't listen to this. marry the shit out of that lady. That's awesome. She never listens to this. She hates that I'm on a podcast. I would Only recently listen. has she accepted the fact that she's going to do her own. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. She's a human being. Yep, everyone needs one. Uh, what else we got? Space. Get you some space. I like that. I like, at first, space, terrifying. Just infinite nothingness, and that nothingness is getting right. bigger. Awful. But like, yo, give me my time. That's yeah. great. Yeah, when, when the uh, clarification comes in for like, no, I just mean take a deep breath and like separate for yeah. a minute. Then I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because space, I was like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, about two hours ago, uh, I was in this chaos storm of baby dog and Coco Melon playing, and I'm trying to cook dinner. And I was, I went to crack an egg and the egg, I missed the bowl, like that kind of level of like, fuck, my back hurts. Mm -hmm. And then I turned off Coco Melon. I put the dog in the crate and I put my son in a, um, this little bouncer thing. Oh, okay. And I just <laughs> closed my eyes and I was like, whew. And that's the kind of space I'm getting these days. But even that, <laughs> yeah, put everyone in, put everyone in their corners and call it space. <laughs> call it space, Daddy needs your space. <laughs> uh, you're gonna be one of those fathers that has an office that no one's allowed in, huh? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, my dad had one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have any more for neutral? Uh, we have a couple of people that says shrooms. Okay. Right. Love shrooms. Acid shrooms. We had we had other medications, including Claritin, vitamin C, Zoloft. <laughs> what did fucking Glenn Tickle say? Who actually found out went to my college. I didn't realize that. Uh, but Oh really? He, like I, I was saving I, that one for last. Yeah, no, save that one. For, uh, I think I, we can we can go to that one eventually. But like, yeah, no, I a thing came up on Glenn's Facebook that said New Jersey comedian Glenn Tickle, and I went, "Oh, where is Glenn from?" And then he went to my college, and then I hit him. I was like, "You went to Ramapo in <laughs> 2002." <laughs> Did he sing the fight song at you? I'm, I'm assuming Ramapo has to have a fight song. I don't think so. We don't have a sports team. Well, we do, but. It's like our, we're named the road runners because we didn't have a track to run on. So we just run on the highway next to the school. Beautiful. I don't know Glenn Tickle. Do I know him? He's a good comedian. I don't know. You can watch Good Grief on Amazon. It's a, a pretty emotionally felt uh, stand up special. That's very, very funny. Check it out. Friend of the show, yeah. Glenn Tickle. Glenn Tickle. Love it. Yeah. A couple, a couple people said... Let's see. Mm -hmm. Some more uh, kind of mellow music, being outside, feet in the grass, walking outside. Uh, a couple more video games. This one, though, I think it's the last of the real ones I want to do. Do more humbling shit. Go lose a fight. That from yes. Drew Montana, uh, he... who uh, just had a fight with another Philly comedian for fun this weekend. 
<laughs> Hell yeah, Drew, by the way. That's great. Yeah, we love Drew. Right. I like, so there it is. That's a classic, like a line in the sand. How do you think about neutral? All those people were saying positive things. And then there's the other side of like, humble yourself. Think of neutral, like calm down. Yeah, bring yourself mm. back to earth. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, are you coming down or are you going up? So it's interesting to hear all these angles on it. Yeah, yeah. It's, you like I, genuinely neutralizing would be coming down, but we've used it so many times as a neutralizing to the level, like to meet where you should be. Mm -hmm. Now the uh, the last one when we said this one from Glenn Tickle, I'm sure people could assume what it was, but there's a lever in my car that I can set to N whenever I want. I hate that he's this way. <laughs> I I appreciate it. I like that it's consistent, but it prevents me from making the jokes when I make the post because I have to wait and see if he does it. <laughs> yeah, fair. He uh, neutral. He put yeah, it in neutral. Reverse that. Right, George. <laughs> Sprightly. So Sprightly, it's that I, I I reached out to the folks on the uh, internet. Um, I tried to make a joke. I think that's what hobbled it from getting results. Um, so you let said me the raise one this true answer. <laughs> yeah, I said the one true answer, and no one could come up with it. So here's my take on that. I'm gonna name three spokespeople of Sprite Soda, and you're gonna rate them as to who is the correct answer. Cool. We got okay. LeBron James, who I remember being the longest running Sprite spokesperson. Uncle Drew. That's it. There he is. Mm -hmm. uh, What's up? You were cutting out on my side. He was Uncle Drew, that whole series. No, that's Kyrie. That's Kyrie. And it was Pepsi. And that's what fucking great movie. I love that movie. <laughs> no, no, not the movie. But like, I'm pretty sure Uncle Drew was in Mountain Dew. Anyway, it's Mountain Dew. Right. No, it's Sprite. Um, so we're doing LeBron James. I, I found an article when looking this up. This is really interesting. The article headed uh, Kobe Bryant passing the obey your thirst tag to a rookie. He passed it to LeBron James. <laughs> Just some rookie. So, yeah, some rookie, right? So Kobe Bryant. And then lastly, the newest uh, Sprite person from what I remember from having cable is famed rapper Lil Yachty and also former guest of the uh, therapy gecko podcast Lil Yachty I think I think that is the most current spokesperson is Lil Yachty or no Drake Whoa. I mean Drake was for a while because he had that last name ever first name greatest commercial where his face explodes yes. from the inside out and then it was Sprite uh, so Drake so uh, if you want to rank them or you just want to tell tell us who your favorite Sprite so do, spokesperson was. Who do I like better? LeBron James, Little Yachty, or Drake? Or Kobe Bryant. Oh, Kobe Bryant. Boom. Okay. Yeah, dude. R.I.P. Kobe Bryant rules. Um, everyone hates LeBron. I don't give a shit, you know? He seems I all right. I think he's great. <laughs> yeah. That's coming from a sports annoying, person. But like... How is he annoying? Because he he kind of waffles in some weird places and gets yeah. a little pouty from time to time. Okay. Like excessively pouty. People are allowed to be pouty when bad things happen. He just gets a little excessive about it. Like, yeah. oh, I lost the game. I'm pouty. 
yeah, and he's he's one of those people who is uh, aware of the power he has. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting because in during his career, he's getting the whole time. It's the Jordan comparison thing. So he mm. like from an early point is like untouchable, you know, from that, like I'm greater than other people. Yeah. From like, like the jump, like right away. Yeah. So yeah, he, he is, he's a little different little yachty. I'm not familiar with his work. He just has red, he has red beads in his hair. That's sure. his whole thing. Sure. Uh, as you would on a yacht that's small. Um, <laughs> so we're going, and, we're and, going Kobe. Actually, I like Drake. I like Drake when he raps and doesn't sing. I don't like his singing, but I like some of his rap songs. Okay, sure. sure. Dan, Dan, what about you? Um, I think I think I gotta go Kobe, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's the correct answer. We've all passed. It was it was Kobe. It was Kobe the entire time. Even if he, you know, didn't die, like I think, yeah, there's not even like that level of like. It's not a sympathy vote. He's no. clearly cooler than all these dudes. Yeah. Kobe Bryant. Um, all right. So before we wrap up, let's, uh, it's just something cause I watch a lot of old vintage commercials when I can't, that's one of my like neutral sound things. So they'll put on a YouTube compilation of old commercials. Um, does anyone have a favorite soft drink spokesperson? Yeah, of or course. Lando Jones. Exactly. Yeah. Is there another choice? That's exactly who I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to, I was actually going to mention the negative Orlando Jones for my favorite deep cut soda dnl the lime <laughs> the lime lemon soda where it was a small leprechaun instead of a tall orlando jones sure <laughs> going get your dnl <laughs> get your dnl i mean if we're opening it up to like the, that sort of character base yeah the, the monkey from the um Tang commercials, big fan. Oh, big fan oh, of the wow. monkey from the Tang. I thought you were gonna say Puppy Monkey Baby from Pepsi <laughs> from the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. No, no, I don't care. My friend you. works for Pepsi, and he said that like they showed them that commercial early before the Super Bowl, and collectively the entire sales team went, "What the fuck was that?" It worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would say the DNL Leprechaun. Also, um, could you say like Taylor Swift? Yes. But only if we do that voiceover that Bo Burnham did for that vine. Does anyone remember this vine? <laughs> yeah. She's like drinking Diet Coke and it's just Bo Burnham in the background going, Dear Diet Coke, thank you for the millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her, her contract with Coke is so big, such a massive contract that she's not allowed to do the Super Bowl halftime show because of this contact contract with is Coke. Is that why? She will never be allowed to do it because of Coke. That's incredible. Or at least I'm gonna tell Casey that is her contract. I'm going to yeah. tell Casey that. That's interesting. Actually, speaking of spokespeople, I uh, Casey went and picked out her wedding dress. Uh, I'm sure it looks great. I'm not allowed to see congrats, it. Congrats! Congrats! Yeah, yeah, she said yes to the dress. Um, and I was left at home to watch TV at her parents' house. So it's like not a comfortable. Oh, let me let me unwind. Like I'm at her parents' house and no one else is home. <laughs> so let me just flip through an unfamiliar cable packaged that i don't know how to manipulate um and i got to like history channel 2 like the the mtv2 of history channels uh and it was the food that built america and it was these hyper dramatized histories of 
different moments in food. They did like the war between Swanson and Stouffer's in the oh. 1950s. Like, and they had these actors portraying these highly dramatized things. Like, I'm sure it was just a board meeting, but they're making it seem like it's the most intense thing in the fucking world. And they did the cola wars of the 1970s and 80s between Pepsi and Coke. Remember they hire this guy that pulled off the, the Pepsi taste test uh, from the 70s and they gave him a big cool job and he's sitting there and as the CEO walks in and he goes like, hey, you did a great job. Uh, you know, you know, Johnson up in uh, the, the COO of the company uh, is leaving. And he goes, oh, really? Who's taking his place? He's like, well, you are. You are, David. He goes, so what's your next big bright idea? And it was like this incredibly dramatic music in the background. He goes, I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to go out and say it. He goes, of course, David, say it. I want to pay Michael Jackson $5 million to be the face of Pepsi. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen because it hard cuts to the talking head crew of the of the documentary series just the 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 scholars and actors and stuff and it's just adam richman from man versus food with his arms up going (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) it's that's great i I filmed it on my phone i'm gonna send it to both of you but yeah that's uh that's the funny i think i think spokespeople for soft drinks maybe my favorite thing but if we're doing characters uh leprechaun Leprechaun for DNL. And I'm also going to throw out the Nestle Iced Tea Snowman. Oh, do you remember the the Brisk commercials? The uh, was it Brisk with Celebrity Deathmatch style commercials? Yeah, Brisk did Celebrity Deathmatch style. Those were incredible. I love those. And Bruce Lee and shit. Yeah, Yeah. Bruce Lee. But yeah, they also Brisk also did the Snowman. The Snowman on the hot day. Oh yeah. 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 Good stuff. Good stuff. We need to end to end the episode, but before we do that, do you guys remember the uh, Pepsi twist one? Refresh my memory. It'll come flooding back. The more you describe it. It it starts with uh, Haley Eisenberg, who is uh, the Pepsi girl. You would would only remember her from Pepsi ads, but she's also no, no, from Polly from the movie Polly. Jesse's sister. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg's sister. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, she was the Pepsi girl for a long time. And Mm -hmm. While she was the spokesperson, they introduced Pepsi Twist, and the whole thing was people would just keep revealing, no, I'm not so-and-so, I'm whoever. And for her, <laughs> I it do was, remember this. I'm not Haley Eisenberg, I'm Haley Berry. And she unzips, and she's yeah. Haley Berry. And then the person's all excited because it's Haley Berry. And then it's like, one more thing, I'm not Haley Berry, I'm Barry Bostwick. <laughs> and they unzip <laughs> yeah, again, yeah. and it's Barry Bostwick. <laughs> it's it's so funny shit dude i just remembered these oh my god and i'm looking her up right now and christ does she look like jesse eisenberg yeah right right. (laughs) she's one of those people too that like clearly like they were the younger sibling i guess but like they were the child star famous and then the other sibling took over because like what's his name I forget his name, but he was the 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 boy in Cat in the Hat. Mike Myers. No, no, the boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Abigail Breslin is his sister. He was oh, the Spencer. famous one Spencer for Spencer Breslin. Breslin. Like he was the child star. He was and then famous all of a for sudden, a very long time. Yeah. And all yeah. of a sudden, she just takes a hard like pass around him, maybe fifteen years ago, and just became Abigail Breslin.
I wonder what he's up to now since uh, the happening. <laughs> I imagine sleeping on Abigail Breslin's couch. <laughs> oh, he's probably doing okay. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, he probably works on the sales side of things for... I mean, it worked for the kid that played Chunk in the Goonies. He's an entertainment lawyer. He's killing it. It worked out for the kid from the Goonies who was in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I just, yeah. wanted, to, I just wanted to bring that up because that movie rules. Everyone should Dude go is, see that movie. Dude is killing I, it. I need to. Well, why don't we leave and, and see that movie? Sean, Everybody go watch that movie. Yeah, Sean, <laughs> it, is, it is incredible to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, you can come back anytime. And not I miss next you. Week. Not next <laughs> week. We have well, baby. next week we have Alex Yank. But uh <laughs> I miss you. I We're love you. <laughs> Dan, I'll see you later. I'll see you around. <laughs> I love you. George, don't uh don't get kicked out of Philly's funniest next week. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's Come out it's up against me and Dan Clark, so at least I'll have someone to hang out with. <laughs> oh nice. That's yeah, the best yeah. part. That's yeah. the best part. We like cool. Dan Clark here now. <laughs> Fuck Dan Clark. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Feelings is a Wasted Robot production. Editing done by Dan Getz. Music by George Bruderman. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FeelFeelingsPod and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash feelfeelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts. We're such a professional show! <laughs>